Hi, this is Pastor Furman with Lubbock Unified Church. Uh, you are listening to Messages on the Go. We pray that this message will bless you today and that you will receive a word from God that will help you in your life. If you ever want to visit us in person, feel free to stop by any Sunday, 2707 34th Street. Services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Or you can join us for a Wednesday night refuel service with some prayer, some worship, and a word every Wednesday at 6.30, same location. We would love to have you. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Well, good morning, Lubbock Unified Church. I want to start by saying thank you uh, for attending church this morning. I want to say thank you for coming to be be filled with the Holy Spirit and to receive um, knowledge and wisdom in the Word of God. So before we start, I want to make sure that as someone who is teaching before you, that I myself have surrendered to the Lord's will and not my own. I want to make sure that what you hear is doctrine and not opinion. And so we're going to enter just a quick time of prayer. I'm going to pray over the sermon and over some of the things that um, I want to talk about. So dear Father, I want to step before you in your throne, Lord, and I want to make a verbal surrender that although I am speaking and I am teaching, Lord, that it would be your influence, your gospel, your word, and your kingdom, Lord, that I would, res- I would reserve my opinions and my own teachings and display your teachings and your wisdom. Lord, I ask that you would just please use me as a vessel this morning. Your people are here gathered to listen to you, Lord, so I invite the Holy Spirit to touch every single heart here, Lord, that we would learn um, areas in our life, Lord, that we need to allow you to enter in. So Holy Spirit, we invite your presence, and we just thank you, and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So today's topic, I have selected, failure is not fatal. And I want us to think about this for a moment because it's something that I feel is very important as a Christian on our walk with God. Understanding that your failures are not fatal. Some areas that I want you to think of areas that you are not accepting failure in are your marriage, your work, your walk with God finances. I want us to think of these areas where we are trying to achieve perfection and therefore pushing God out of the equation. You see, because if we try to be the perfect husband or the perfect wife, we are rejecting the gift of having someone who was perfect. Someone who came to this world and was the perfect sacrifice. Or maybe you're trying to be the perfect worker, perfect attendance, you never take a day off. You're always trying to, you're always trying to have a perfect timesheet. Or are you trying to be a perfect Christian? You never want to miss church, you never want to miss a Bible read, you never fall into your temptations. So as we continue on through the sermon, there are many areas that we are trying to achieve perfection. And I want you to be intentional in your thoughts and in your heart 
and search yourself and ask the question, where am I allowing failure to be fatal? In this sermon, some of the things that we are going to speak on is Jesus understands your shortcomings. Jesus understands. And we might have forgotten the Bible that Lord, in fact, was a man. And he did experience emotions and feelings. And he had the same emotions that we are instilled with today. So he understands on behalf of our human side, our struggles. And not only that, he has revealed a way to return to him after failure. How comforting is that to know that no matter how you fail or when you fail, there is return. Failure is not fatal. Even when you fail, this does not mean that you are a failure. You see, because even as kids were taught in school that if you don't make 100 on this test, you're a failure. You failed. You failed the test. You failed to prepare. You're no longer worthy because you could not meet this circumstance. So even from a young kid, um, you know, we are conditioned to only appreciate success and never appreciate the in-between result, which is the failures, the shortcomings, and the lessons learned. And for every failure, there is forgiveness. Please stop sentencing yourself to spiritual death. Now what I mean by this is, let's say you told yourself, I'm going to have a perfect diet. This week, I'm only eating a thousand calories, I ain't touching no carbs, no meat, no nothing. And you have a Chick-fil-A sandwich, or you have uh, some cheeses, your favorite snack, whatever it may be. You're going to sentence yourself to spiritual death because you are going to sit in your failure and let it marinate and think of why you don't deserve love. You're going to put shackles on your arms. You're going to bondage your feet. You are going to put yourself into slavery to failure because you are failing to run to the sacrifice that was made for you. Stop sentencing yourself to spiritual death. Now, if you have a physical Bible, I would like you to turn to Luke chapter 22, 31 to 34. If not, it's also going to be displayed up here on the TV, so rest assured. So, this is going to be the NLT version, and we're going to read this passage from Luke 22, 31 to 34. And it reads, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I, I being Jesus, have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. But Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. I want us to sell on that for a second to know that the Lord had already known that Peter was going 
to deny him. Not once, not twice, but three times. Jesus understands that you are weak, but he has not abandoned you, but has revealed a way to return to him after failure. You see, it says right there, it says, when you have repented, when you have repented, what does it mean to repent? It means to turn away from the sin that you are engaging with. So although you do have a way to return, it does take initiative action to make it happen. Continue on, we're gonna read Luke 22, 56 to 62. And this is going to describe the process of Peter denying Jesus. Starts at 56. A servant girl noticed a servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, This man was one of Jesus' followers, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, Nah, you must be one of them. He said, No, man, I'm not. Peter retorted. About an hour later, someone else insisted, This must be one of them because he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. Now, there are a few things that I want us to look at between Luke 31 and 62. First of all, rest assured that Satan has to ask permission to interfere with you. I don't know if you caught it in 31, but it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you. Showing that he has to obtain permission first from someone who has total authority. And Jesus, being holy and perfect, understood that although Peter walked with him, Peter was still subject to sin because he is man. What, what amazing understanding he has to have such a close relationship with him. He's also willing to make room for his faults. Peter denied Jesus, but does that mean that Peter's a failure? Of course not. But rather, it is a reminder to us that although you may be following God, you are subject to sin. You may have a close relationship and you may read your Bible every day, but this does not mean that you are now voided from ever experiencing sin, failure, anything the world has to throw your way. You are still subject to experience those things. But there's also another thing in this scripture that when you actually dig deep and study, you find that there is more to it than meets the eye. To sift each of you 
like wheat. The process of sifting wheat is removing the chaff, the outside casing from the seed. The seed is what produces a harvest. So you see church, your failures and your trials are a process of being sifted, removing your impurities so that you may step into a season of harvest, a season of growth, a season of spiritual blessings. But you cannot experience that without quote unquote failure, hard times, trials. So I want us to understand that while you may be in a tough situation, understand that it is your sifting process. You are not a failure. Now the word failure, I feel, is a term that's overused and misunderstood. Like I said, we're taught as children to only appreciate success and not the failures in between. And for me personally, failure has always brought a fear of judgment, a fear of being outcasted. It's brought me low self-esteem and has even ruined the way that I love myself. But one thing I've come to understand is that you cannot grow without failure. You see, because failure, when you step into the Lord's place and you have surrendered yourself, the Lord points out your failure. And he says, look where you were and look where you are. But you would not recognize that until you step into a relationship with the Lord. So he can reveal to you that once you were dead, you are now alive. Some examples of failure leading to success in the Bible is Joseph. You see, he had a dream, but because of his brother's misinterpretation of this dream, this caused him to become very angry and caused him to have so much envy that they sold their brother as a slave. And he was exported to Egypt. There, a woman tried to you know, become friends with him and tried to hit him up, and he said, no, I don't want to be friends with you. He denied her friendship. And he was sued for sexual harassment by a woman he declined, he declined to be friends with and put in jail undeservingly. Now, this is a perfect example because although his actions did not cause failure, because of his circumstances, he felt like a failure. You see, although we may be able to have actions that cause us to fail, there are also circumstances around you that may cause you to feel like you are a failure. But feeling and being are two separate things. What are you feeling and what are you being? But because of Joseph's faith and his prioritization of the Lord, he was exalted, which means he was brought up and put in charge of all of Egypt. Even another one, this one's pretty famous here. Moses. Did you know that Moses was a murderer? He murdered the Egyptian. He even refused to answer the call the Lord gave him to lead the people out of Egypt. You see, church, there are many ways that we can relate to Moses. You see, the Lord may have said, like, I want you to go, I want you to go serve here. And I'm like, Lord, but I mean, me, really? Can I really do that? Moses protested multiple times, said, but Lord, but Lord, but Lord. And it's like, what are you, why are you protesting? Do you not understand that I have called you to do this? I have called you to step into what I have prepared. If I have prepared it, there is nothing that can ruin it. He did not believe in himself. 
This was a big one for me because we are taught in Scripture to trust in the Lord and that He will give us all that we need. He didn't believe in Himself. Therefore, He did not accept the truth that the Lord would be with Him. Moses then went on to free the people of Egypt and not in any way subtle by all means. He parted the Red Sea. His failure was not fatal, but rather his failure was his fabrication for his purpose. Now what I mean by this is fabrication was the creation of his purpose. I want you to focus more on the Lord than your failures. You see, because when you come fixated on your failures, you push God to the side and you say, Lord, but I messed up so bad in this area. I did this, I did that. And the Lord's like, man, do you not understand that I have sent someone to burden your sin? I have sent someone to pay that cost. Focus on the kingdom. That favorite, no, my favorite scripture in line, seek first the kingdom of God. When you seek first the kingdom, everything else follows. But you must seek the kingdom first. As I've said before, although we have failure, this does not mean that we as a person are in failure. Matthew 7, 7 through 8, it'll be displayed on the screen, or also if you have a physical Bible, you may turn to it. This says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I love this scripture so much because it is a blueprint of how we should do, how we should go about failure. Keep on. Refuse to allow the failure to send you to a death that has already been paid. Jesus has come to give you life. Give him thanks for it. Understand that it was a sacrifice. He had to bear intense pain. He was nailed to a cross. In scripture, it goes very in detail about how he was crucified. No one does that for nobody, for no reason. He has a genuine, fulfilling love for you that not even Satan can interject with. Trust in his power and know that no matter what plans you make, his purpose will prevail. So as you continue on your journey with failure, as you keep on, understand that no matter what it is you do, his purpose will prevail. And that's reassurance to know that if you want to start a ministry, or maybe you want to be in the music, or maybe you want to start a podcast, whatever you may do, understand that while we make many plans, the Lord's purpose prevails. As I mentioned earlier as well, do not allow your fear to your fear of failure to keep you from getting into a season of harvest. 
Failure, the word failure. Say it with me, failure. failure. One more time. Failure. failure. Why are we afraid of failure? Why has this word become this very scary thing that when we hear the word failure, we kind of tense up a little bit. When in fact, failure is the fabrication for your purpose. Now in Matthew, it says in the scripture, will. You will receive what you ask for. You will find and the door will be open to you. You see church, that is a promise. That is set in stone. That is a definite answer. That is a will. Do you trust the promise? Do you trust that the door will be open to you? Do you trust that you cannot fail? Because you see, when you finally learn to fully trust, that is when failure becomes your fabrication. Do you believe that there is forgiveness for your failure? John 21, 15 through 17 gives us that answer. It says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs. Jesus told him, sorry, then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And now Peter was hurt that Jesus had asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. See, Simon, Peter had denied the Lord three times. And he was restored three times. He asked the question three times. For every failure that you have, there is forgiveness. You could have a million failures, and rest assured, there are going to be a million forgivenesses for that. Because of the sacrifice that was made for you and I, which was perfect and holy. But Jesus forgave Peter through repentance and faith. Through repentance and faith. And it says in Luke 22 right here, it says, but when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Church, it says, when have you still not yet accepted the forgiveness that has been given to you? Be honest with yourself, because this is a place where if you don't open up and evaluate yourself, you cannot receive the growth that the Lord has for you. Are you ready to turn back? Are you still carrying around your shackles and mourning and lamenting? You see, because the Lord will allow us to be in a season where we can be upset and we can be in a state of pityness. But the Lord also reminds us, he's like, you are putting yourself in that situation for I have already sent someone for you. Today can be a day that you turn back to the Lord. 
And maybe you have been walking with the Lord, but maybe there's an area of your life that you are trying to be God and not allowing Him to be God. Feed my sheep. Jesus wants you to care for the others around you. Sometimes we can become too fixated on our own walk with Christ that we forget to acknowledge other believers who struggle, who have pain, who have trials. Feed my sheep. Care for those around you. Care for his people. Don't become too self-righteous and, and you know, look at them with contempt, but rather be there and remind them of who they are in Christ. That's what we're here for. We are here to raise each other up. We are here to build each other. We are here to understand that while we have failure, we are not failures. So church, I want you to really understand that you have had time to evaluate. You have had time to look through yourself. Be honest with yourself. Where are you not accepting forgiveness for your failure? Could it be in the way that you used to eat? Could it be in your marriage? Could it be that you are not forgiving your past sins? Many of us have this inner child that had to grow up under circumstances that were rough and were quick to grow. I myself experienced um, verbal abuse as a kid. And you see, I have, in this season, I'm only understanding to have forgiveness for the failures I thought I had. You see, because as a kid, to not be loved tells me that I am wrong. To not be loved shows that I am lacking something that does not deserve love. And while that I was a kid, I can still apply that to right now. As a young man who is chasing God, I am forgetting to accept forgiveness in my walk with Christ. I am becoming fixated on my failures. So as a reminder for me to you, accept forgiveness and step into your purpose. Jesus understands that you're human. It says that he knew with Peter that he knew he would deny him three times. But that did not count Peter out. The Lord said, you went back to drinking? I'm done with you, man. I can't, can't talk to you. You went back to smoking? Ah, oh, man, I don't deal with people like that. You went back to cousin? Oh, I can't deal with you like that, man. No, the Lord says, I'm here with you. I'm here. When you're ready, this is how you can return to me. When you're ready. Now, don't take too long, church, because you know that this life's limited. One day, death will face us, and we will have to answer that phone. Don't die without the Lord. And I don't say that as to scare you. I say that as a reminder that while we say, Lord, I'll do it tomorrow. Lord, I'll do it tomorrow. Let that tomorrow be today. There is forgiveness for your failures. And forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You know, maybe a while back in the season of life, you weren't the best parent. Or maybe you weren't the best husband. It's okay. It is okay. You have now stepped into a new season of life that you can recognize that you were in the wrong. And to understand that you are wrong shows the growth and the promises you have accepted to look back and say, wow, I am not who I used to be. Thank the Lord. Amen. That is accepting forgiveness in your failures. And it is such a relief 
when you finally say, Lord, yes, take this from me, I forgive myself, you get to experience life. The world looks a little less dark. The flowers look a little more beautiful. Life is more enjoyable to wake up to because you're not carrying the burdens of your failures. I love to understand and be reassured that Jesus understands that I'm only human. Have faith, but have repentance. We're now going to go into a time of worship, church. But I still don't want you to call it an end here. Understand that this is a big, a big part of your walk with Christ. Self-evaluation. It's scary. It's intimidating. And it brings fear. Self-evaluate. But don't hold yourself as a captive. Think of the sins that were once a part of your life. Once a part of your life. Separate yourself from the sin. I'm an alcoholic. No, I used to be an alcoholic. I watch porn. No, I used to watch porn. I cuss. I used to cuss. I don't follow the Lord. I used to not follow the Lord. You see, because when you start to separate the sin from the person, you give yourself this wiggle room to step into reality and say, like, man, like, okay. Where am I? There's the problem. Lord, we've identified the problem. Let's take care of it. Amen. Church, I love y'all. My prayer for the sermon was that you were able to do some self-reflection. I know for the past three weeks, self-reflection has been big in my heart. Um, I feel like that we're all going into seasons where we feel we can't accept the new blessings because we're still hanging on to old failures. And this is so detrimental because we stay in this circle that we never get to experience what the Lord has for us. And when we finally do, we even hold ourselves accountable. Like, I could have had this, but I took too long. So my prayer for you would that you would experience the forgiveness for your failures. And that you would forgive yourself. God loves you. I love you. We have an amazing church group here. Always feel free to reach out. Never be afraid to face judgment. We are sinners. We are all sinners. There is no one here who is exalted higher than the Lord. So as we go into worship, please go into a time of surrendering. Please allow the Lord to show in your heart what it is that you have been withholding from Him, church. And you will experience the forgiveness and the love that only the Lord can give. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, follow us online at Lubbock Unified on all platforms. And as always, if there's any way that we could help you, please get in contact with us. Other than that, join us next week as we continue to find ways to cross over. God bless.